Entrepreneur on Fire 946. When what I should have been doing was trying things, and that is actually what results in passion. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite. Try ZipRecruiter and get your perfect candidate before someone else sweeps them off their feet. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Wish your website was just complete already? HostGator offers site hosting and design and marketing services all in one place. Visit HostGator.com slash fire in the number 30 for a 30% discount today. Entrepreneurs near and far. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Adam Clark. Adam, are you prepared to ignite? <laughs> yes, I'll say yes. Yes! All right. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm prepared to ignite. All right. <laughs> Adam is a former journalist turned podcaster and host of The Gently Mad, a podcast about life, business, and entrepreneurship. Without the BS, he also teaches other people how to create irresistible podcasts at avclark.com. Adam, say what's up to Fire Nation and share what's going on in your world right now. Oh, man. Uh, So much stuff is going on. I mean, I'll be totally honest with you that um, I'm in a tough stage. You know, I listen to your show. I I do like your show. And most people, when they answer this question, it's, uh, it's about, you know, how great everything's going, but, uh, I'm in a difficult, I'm going to be completely, you know, honest and vulnerable. You know, I'm, I'm in a difficult stage of business right now where I, I don't really know what's going to happen in the future. And I've got some kind of risky stuff that I'm doing and, and I have no idea how it's going to turn out, but, um, I don't know how to do anything other than to dive in and hope I learn how to swim before I drown. So that's that's what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, what's pretty interesting about your response, and it's kind of a reason why I love the Gently Mad podcast, is because you are just so transparent and so always open and honest. And, you know, so, so much so that, you know, sometimes it hurts because, you know, you feel <laughs> we feel for you, yeah. you know, on the other side of the mic. But, you know, there's always these people that, that say this, and I've never been one of those at, at this point yet, but, you know, they, they say, hey, you know, enjoy it right now when it hurts. Like, enjoy it when you're struggling. Like, you're going to remember that as the good old days. And does it feel like that's going to be the case for you? I don't know that I will look back on this point as the good old days, but I, I definitely agree with the enjoy the moment sentiment because I'll tell you, I, I'm 35 and I've had a dozen different careers and... I spent my whole life kind of in that mode of waiting for life to start, if you will, like always, always concentrated on the future and the next stage and how fast I can get to the next stage. And then I get to that stage and I realize um, it's a different set of circumstances, but I'm still the same, you know, like, like I've realized that the one common denominator in all my circumstances is me. So <laughs> it's like, you know, I, uh, I try to rush into the next one thinking that's where I'm going to be happy. That's where I'm going to be successful. And I found that, uh, that's, that's just not true. You know, like the, the, the sort of philosophy of live in the moment and enjoy the moment is, is absolutely true because whatever moment I'm in or you're in is a moment you're not ever going to get back. And 
you know, I found that I look back on moments and wish that I had not been so focused on the future and just enjoyed that time because it's going to end and you're not going to be able to go back to it. So, I mean, I would say, yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, Adam, it's Monday. It's 4.17 p.m. Pacific time. It's a sunny day. You know, I'm looking at the (laughs) sparkling waters of the Pacific. And I just want you to know that I am enjoying this moment. So thank you for being in this moment with me. Fire Nation, they're months ahead of us right now. I mean, it's May by the time they're hearing this. So you and me, we're enjoying this moment, buddy. Let's do it together. And there's a great quote by Earl Nightingale. And he said, success and happiness is the gradual realization of a worthy ideal keywords being gradual not just the realization not the finish line but the gradual realization of not just any ideal but a worthy ideal so i can tell you straight up adam you are going after a worthy ideal and you're gradually realizing it so that's probably where that comes from is like that's where success and happiness does stem from that gradual realization of worthy ideal and every time you wake up and do the work you're gradually realizing it. You may not be passing that finish line yet, but you're gradually realizing that worthy ideal. And because of that, I have you on the show. And because of that, I want to get into your mind right now with what I call the one-minute mindset. Five insights into Adam Clark's mind. The first one being, (laughs) ideally, and this could get scary, guys, what do the first 80 minutes of your day look like? First 80 minutes. Okay, so I will tell you that... um, I am like the opposite of probably a lot of people you interview (laughs) in that uh, I don't have a regular morning routine. I'm not a morning person. I'm very much a night, night, night owl. And I've tried to do the morning routine because I read all these articles about how all the successful people suck it up and they have a morning routine. And I've tried it multiple times and I haven't had success yet. And I'm still unsure if that means I need to try again or I need to accept who I am and just be a night person. But my morning routine, since that's what you asked, <laughs> is 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 pretty much, um, you know, my wife and I alternate years of taking the kids to school at this point. <laughs> so I took them to school the first year. She's taking them to school th- this year. So this year, you know, I get to sleep in a little bit later you know, she brings me my coffee after she drops the kids off. And so the start of my day is typically uh, coffee and uh, just checking in with, you know, emails from the night before. But I do try to get right into whatever my main creative task is for the day, because I find if I if I if I don't do that right away, uh, I'm just not going to get to it for the day. The whole day is going to slip by. It's going to be five o'clock. And I still haven't done it. And then I'm just going to rush it and it's going to suck. So, I mean, that that is, if, if there's anything I try to do, it's first thing, dive right into um, whatever the major creative, you know, thinking creatively task is I have for that day. I hear you, brother. And it's that Brian Tracy, eat that frog, you know, that thing that maybe you don't want to do or that you know you have to do or should do first thing, you have to do that first thing. That's when your mental bandwidth is at its sharpest. That's when yeah. you have as much energy as you're going to have create creative, creative-wise, and that is so critical to make that happen. And, you know, to your point about the morning, you know, this is just what I have to say about this, is number one, 
you know, you have to settle into your sweet zone, whatever that is for you. And if, and if you're in a sweet zone, I mean, I'd say, hey, keep it on flowing. But this is one thing I will say. You haven't tried to be a morning person until you've woken up 60 straight days at 5.30 a.m. And I say that, <laughs> and I say this, no, I'm serious, because if you spend 60 days waking up at 5.30 a.m., believe me, by day like 25, 35, you're going to be happily crawling into bed at 9.15, like I do every night, yeah. and getting an amazing eight hours of sleep, and you'll be rested and awake at 5.30, but it takes time to make that transition. So let me ask, let me ask you this question. Um, um, I'm a podcaster, so I'm going to try not to just take over your show no, and but ask we you can the do questions, but, but I want to ask you, is that what you do? And if it is, um, have you found some advantage to forcing yourself to become a morning person, even if naturally you'd rather be up at 2 a.m. working than going to bed early and getting up at 5.30 and working? I really do believe so. Um, and I'll just going to go right to the core, which is the circadian rhythm. I mean, we as humans, it's innate that, you know, we're meant from the beginning of time to rise with the sun and then to kind of start to wind things down as the sun's setting, you know, maybe hang out for another couple mm -hmm. hours. And then it's, it's, you know, it's the circadian rhythm of life. I've really taken 2015 and focused heavily on fitness because I really spent 2014 so focused on business, got a lot of things dialed in, had a lot of success, but left other things to be desired, aka my health and fitness. Yeah. So I've doubled down. I have one mentor in my life right now who's a fitness mentor. And so I've been reading the books, you know, I've been taking the classes, I've been learning the stuff. And and, and it's really kind of coming to me that's that's a huge part of it. Now, again, this is one style of thinking and it has worked for me, but you know, I'm not saying that this is what everybody that's listening needs to try to dive into. It's really what's your sure. comfort zone. And I love my 5.30 a.m. coffee now where I'm just sipping it and just looking at the sun still set about to come up. To me, I, I love that now, but I yeah. hated it back in my army days, hated it back in my college days. It, it took time and it took acceptance. And, and I'm the same age as you, Adam. I'm 35 years old. So I'm kind of at that age now where I'm like, you know what? This is the life that I want to live is this morning person. So I'm going to do that. Sure. So that's really yeah. my answer. I should probably give her another shot or, or being, being an online guy, I should AB test it somehow. <laughs> it's got to be 60 my, days. My real life. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. I've, I've, I, that's one thing I'm always curious about is people always say, it doesn't matter what you think you are. You'll be better off getting up early and have a morning routine. And I'm not sure I quite believe them. I don't know yet. I, I need to, I need to, you know, like you said, 60 days, like give it a real shot and see if I really do find that I'm, I'm more creative, more productive, more mentally clear and energized in the morning than at night. Um, I'm currently not, but maybe after 60 days, I would be. Yeah, and I'm in the camp that's, that's actually saying you really may find at the end of 60 days that it's not for you, that you are a night person, but then you know because you've actually given your body sure. a, a chance to adjust. And I'm taking this back over. Adam, right, what <laughs> is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Ah, biggest weakness. Um, I have my answer I, for you too. Oh, I'd love to know what you think mine is, um, <laughs> and you can tell me in a minute. I, I feel like my biggest weakness is also uh, my biggest strength. I know you're going to ask about that sure. if you're going to follow the format you usually follow, but <laughs> um, 
Um, I would say my, my, my biggest weakness and my biggest strength is, is a very high risk for, um, high, high, uh, tolerance for risk. Um, that has really helped me in my career, but it's also a weakness because as I just said, I'm definitely a dive in and figure out how to swim before I drown kind of guy. And that definitely has, has paid off for me. It's, it's, it's made a lot of things successful, but, there are there, you know, as Seth Godin likes to say, if you have to burn down your house every time you want to build a new one, you're not an architect, you're a hack. And <laughs> and that really kind of hit me in the gut because I realized that's what I do is, is I kind of have to burn it down before I can build a new one. And so in that way, I think it's it's a weakness like I, I need to I need to develop some more patience, some more self-discipline and and maybe be able to. um uh, be able to have enough discipline to try a new direction without um, eliminating all other directions, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I do see how that also is your biggest strength because as entrepreneurs, if we are staying in that little bubble of the comfort zone, well, guess what? The dot outside of that is where all the magic happens. And you are consistently doing that. You are consistently pushing that envelope. And this kind of ties into where I see you uh, having a weakness, which is confidence to stay that path. Like you do take that leap outside of that bubble and you strive towards it, but then you just start second guessing yourself every step of the way. And that's going to be exhausting to do. Oh, it is, man. And you're absolutely right. I mean, We've spoken before you were on my show and we've had other conversations. So you do know that about me. And I'm pretty open about that on my show that I'm very, very much filled with self doubt. And, and, and maybe that is the, is the bigger weakness is that I, um, I let myself, um, I'm so concerned about what other people think of me that, uh, in a way I let it, I let it control the direction of my life. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm a complete approval whore. I mean, that, that's, that's what it is. I mean, if I'm just going to be honest, I don't like admitting that, but I'm so, I so want to be liked and approved of by people that, um, there are many things that I should have done and, and haven't done just because I don't want to, I don't want to be a fool. I don't want to appear as an idiot to people, but, um, that's also like the only way I think to progress is to just not care what people think of you and do what you really want to do. And, and I have a really hard time doing that because I don't want to be, I don't want to be thought of as an idiot, you know? Well, Adam, I'm not just playing the crowd here. I really like you as a person and I would like you if you succeeded or failed, even if you looked like a fool, because I know that that's you playing the part of an entrepreneur. That's me playing the part of an entrepreneur. I mean, that is the taking of the risk. That's becoming the fool. That's becoming the success and, and everything in the middle of those two. And I know that holds so many of you back, Fire Nation. You know, when you're hearing Adam, you're resonating with it. And, you know, for me, it was such a struggle to launch EO Fire, you know, 950 episodes ago because I knew in my heart of heart and I was right that it was going to be bad for a decent amount of time. And I knew that, you know, friends, family were just going to kind of shake their heads and be like, what's this kid doing? But, you know, I was playing the long game. I knew yeah. that if I just stuck with it and if I continued to do the work like Stephen Pressfield, 
I wasn't going to be able to do anything but get a little bit better every single time. And yeah. that was the long game. And, and that's what we're looking to play here, Adam. And I think that's kind of where you get tripped up is, you know, you see the long game and you actually shoot for it, but then, you know, you just get deflated on that route. Yeah. I mean, I'm a musician. I've been a musician my entire life. And um, I think this is a great analogy is that, you know, I hated recitals uh, when I was a kid <laughs> taking music lessons because I just was so nervous. I was so afraid that the people listening to me would think, man, he's a terrible pianist, you know, and and, and that takes all the fun out of anything. And it's also it, it's like putting a self-inflicted straitjacket on you. I mean, like you limit you know, if you're so concerned what people are going to think, you you basically chain yourself to the dock and 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 don't give yourself the ability to do anything because there's always that question: like, are people going to think this article stupid? Or again, are they going to think this podcast episode is stupid? Are they going to think this business idea is stupid? When you know, and, and so what happens is I don't do it because I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of being thought an idiot, and then. A year or two passes and I see someone else do that idea and run with it and it succeed. And I think, man, if I only had not been so afraid of what people would think, like that could be me right now. There's a phrase that a lot of people are sharing that I totally get because I feel it since there's opportunities that are always coming to me. And I look at these opportunities and I'm like, should I invest my time, my energy, potentially my money into these opportunities? And it's because of FOMO fear of missing out. And yeah. it's a stressful thought because, you know, we we really can get held back and get snagged because we're like, well, you know, should we go down this road? But if I don't, maybe somebody else will and then they'll have success when the reality is. And what I love, and you've shared a couple of times on your show, is that, you know, you finally just fell into your groove with podcasting when you just said, you know what, I'm going to stop with the FOMO about trying to copy someone's show or, or be this or be that. And I'm just going to turn the microphone on and be Adam Clark for a minute. And I'm just going to see how that, how that works. And obviously, you know, a lot of people know this because it's been doing so well that it's worked out pretty gosh darn well. In fact, it's the most successful podcast that you've had. And you've been doing this for a while. It is. And it has. It completely, it completely worked out. I mean, I've been podcasting for years. And when I launched or rebooted The Gently Mad last December, it really was with that attitude of like, I'm just going to be me and I don't care if anyone listens. And, um, I, I, sh I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's unbelievable the success. I mean, by week two, I, I was hitting like $3,000 a day on my show, which is, which is just unheard of. By month two, I was charging sponsors, you know, $3,000 a month each, you know, after 60 days of a show, which is, is mind blowing. But, um, it's, uh, you know, what, what really did it for me was, was having kids and seeing my daughters who at seven and six, um, do the same thing I do. Like my oldest daughter's a great singer and a great performer, but she gets so nervous and so scared of being in front of people. And it really made me reflect on myself and realize that I'm exactly the same way. And I know that she's very talented and that people would love what she does if she could get over that fear. And it just kind of, it just kind of put things in perspective for me. So Adam, you are talking about this journey that you've been on and you have been on this journey of, you know, 12 different careers, different podcasts, different ventures, successes, failures. You've had to burn it down to build it back up again. But if you had to just take us to what you would consider 
the worst entrepreneurial moment that you've ever experienced? And if you really could just dive into that story and bring us to that moment in time, what would that story sound like? You know, I, I've talked about it a little bit here, but it really is my um, uh, fear of failure slash uh, desire of people's approval. You know, one one episode of my old show I was doing, this was probably two years ago, I had a guest on and they did like their, it was a joke, they did their impersonation of Forrest Gump and, and I kind of was giving them a hard time saying that was a terrible impersonation and and they were like, oh, yeah, well, let's hear your impersonation. And I just froze, like I froze on my show. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to do that. <laughs> and um, and he was joking with me. He was like, yeah, well, that's why you haven't succeeded. And what? and, and I, I think back to that moment and I think it's silly to think that particular example is silly, but it's a microcosm of my entire life. Like I, I, I was, I've been so afraid to just be who I am because I'm afraid that if I'm really honest and bare my soul, then there's, that there's nothing in there. It's empty, that there's no value to put out into the world. And I have to kind of fake value. And, um, I feel like that, you know, that's been my worst entrepreneurial mistake because there's so many things I haven't done because I was just afraid of 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 what people would think, and maybe they would think that this is stupid. And it's crazy to think about that, but it's true. You know, I mean, I've let so many opportunities go by just because I thought, what if people think I'm an idiot or that I have no value to offer when they hear this, read this, see this thing? And uh, there's so many things I haven't done because of that fear. I, I would say that's, you know, if I could change something, um, that would be very near the top of the list of changing is just not caring what people think and doing what I really want to do. And uh, yeah. Well, Adam, what better place to rectify this wrong than Entrepreneur on Fire? And guess what? <laughs> I'm even going to start it off for you. Okay. Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was terrible. So. Exactly. So, you know, and I'm the host and that was horrendous. I could <laughs> I could do Bubba Gump a little bit better, the Bubba Gump shrimp part, but right, you know, we yeah. said Forrest Gump specifically. So give us your best Forrest Gump. Oh, you're going to make me, I didn't, I shouldn't have said that. So you're going to well, make me do late. it. All right. Um, I, I can't like, like my heart is beating fast right now. Like I'm totally on the spot. I can't even, <laughs> um, Laugh is like a box of chocolates. I don't know. There's the best. (laughs) Well, guess what? You you got it. No one else has gotten that out of me. (laughs) I guarantee they're going to come in and vote that yours is better than mine. So what what really matters, right? Right. (laughs) That's all that matters is you are better than me. So what I want to do is move into another part of your journey. And this one, Adam, is going to be an aha moment. Now, I stole one of your aha moments, so you can't use that one. That one was when you said, you know what? I'm going to be Adam Flippin' Clark on my own podcast. Like, hello, like light bulb. I'm going to be me. How weird does that sound? And guess what? Yeah. It worked. But take us to another story, another moment where you did have this light bulb moment and you implemented it and it worked. Well, I would say it's what led up to what's le- what it's what led up to me launch rebooting the show and doing my podcasting course is last November, November 2004. 14, maybe it's October 2014. Um, I've been freelancing for six years and arguably 
it had been amazing success. You know, um, every career I've done, I've gone into with zero experience, zero connections, and I've just figured out a way to make it work. You know, my second year as a freelancer, I was making well over six year, six figures as a freelance web designer. Like I've always just been able to make things work, but, um, I never got, uh, I was constantly stuck in the feast or famine cycle. And, and, and last year in October, I just had this moment of realization where it was like, I've been doing the same thing for six years. And, and, and how do I expect my future to be different if I don't change anything? And I keep doing the same thing, thinking next quarter it's going to take off. And it never did. It's just this constant, you know, I'm getting the same results. And so, um, yeah, that's the most recent aha moment was realizing, as simple as it sounds, if I want next year to be different, I need to do some things differently. And for me, that was to not play it safe. I just decided in that moment, I'm going to quit freelancing. And I did that day. I stopped. It was done. It was done. I had no savings, no plan, really. I had a family and kids to support. And now we're seeing how this is actually probably really just irresponsible and not, (laughs) not a, not a good thing. But, but I decided I've got to change something. You know, if I want to do this course, I've been thinking about my podcast course for years and I'd never done it. And I thought, you know, I'm going to be, when I'm, 50, I'm still going to be thinking about this stupid thing. So I either need to do it or not do it. And I just, it really hit me that uh, if I want my future to be different, I have to start taking different actions on a daily basis. And so that's what I started doing. I started doing things like reading books about business. I'd never done that. Who would have thunk it? (laughs) In six years as a freelancer, I'd never read a single book about business. And I thought, you know, no wonder. So, you know, I started reading books about business and started, you know, actually trying to practice. Like we, we, we think practice is something you do when you're a teenager and you're taking music lessons or you're in school. We become an adult in a career and we stop practicing things. We stop trying to get better at things. And I realized I've got to start practicing. I got to start getting better. I don't know how to manage money. I need to figure out how to manage money because it's not just going to plop into my head one day, you know? And so that's what I started doing. So I do love that quote that you brought up that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And Fire Nation, when you step back, how many of us have done this? I mean, you know, how many of us have you know, eating McDonald's over and over again, expecting to lose weight. I mean, that's, you know, that's insanity. You can't expect a different result by doing the exact same thing. And Adam, you ever seen the movie Aspen Extreme? No, I haven't actually. Classic. I mean, it's definitely, if you're like a skier or snowboarder, it's like on that two watch list. It was, it's an incredible movie. But the thing that always comes back to me about that movie, you know, it's about two guys that just leave Detroit and go out to Aspen, Colorado to, to become ski bums, basically. And they're sitting in their, their condo one day and they're just barely getting by. And there's Tony Robbins on the TV and he's just saying, you know, you're just like this fly that's like against this piece of glass. It just keeps going into the glass over and over again, expecting it's just going to fly out into the world. And of course, no, that's an insane fly. And, and that part like always stuck with me in my head. Like I saw this movie at 10 years old and I still think about that part of like how that fly was just expecting a different result by doing the exact same thing, which is really, 
literally beating his head, you know, against <laughs> glass. And so yeah. that's what I always like to kind of go back to and think about him. Well, and, and another part of that aha moment for me was was believing that what I wanted to do is possible. And uh, just like you, I've talked to so many people on my show and I hear the same story over and over again about how people, they really wanted to do something, but it just wasn't responsible. They didn't think that they could make it work. And so they go to college and they take the safe route and, and do a safe career. Then they get in their 30s and they're unhappy and they go back to that thing they really wanted to do. And, and, and But in a way, it's kind of like a waste of a decade of your life. And I look at my own kids and I think, I don't want them to do that. And so another part of my aha moment was realizing just coming to believe that what I really want to do is possible. And, and so many of us don't believe that. And we've just buried it so deep down. If you want to be an, a, an illustrator or an artist or a singer or a podcaster or whatever it is, we just don't, something inside us tells us it's not possible, Adam, you're never going to be able to do that. So go be a lawyer. Cause that's safe. And, and, uh, yeah, that was part of that moment, too, is just realizing, you know, or just suddenly believing I can do this. If I really want to do this, I'm really willing to work hard. I can make it happen. And let's be honest, you also don't really want to be paying your child's college tuition in 2030. That's going to be pretty brutal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't want to think about that it. Might be seven, that there. might be seven figures for four years. <laughs> I mean, the way things are oh, going. Oh, my goodness. I know. Totally. <sighs> Incredible. Well, I'm not letting you go anywhere, buddy, because we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. When I launched the Entrepreneur on Fire website back in July of 2012, I didn't know a whole lot about websites, hosting, design, how to actually rank in search results. I spent a lot of time researching different options, a lot of time. And I remember thinking, why isn't there a one-stop shop hosting platform where I can get hosting, design, and marketing services all in one place? Good news. This is the place I was imagining. It actually exists. HostGator offers a one-stop shop platform where you can get everything from 20 24-7 live support to one-click WordPress installs, an easy-to-use website builder or design professional who you can hire to do the work for you, plus marketing services to help with SEO and PPC. Yes, all in one place. Visit HostGator.com slash Fire30 for a 30% discount today. That's HostGator.com slash Fire and the number 30. I know, looking for the best candidates to hire for your business can be tough. It's time-consuming, and at times it can be frustrating too. But this search is so important because as a business owner, your company is only as good as the people you hire. And let's face it, posting your job in one place just isn't going to cut it when it comes to finding quality candidates. If you're looking for the best candidates to hire for your business, then look no further. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, I can post 100-plus job sites with a single click. Just post once, and within 24 hours, your Candidates will be rolling into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. Did I already mention that ZipRecruiter has been used by over 300,000 businesses? And better yet, that you can try it right now for free? Yes, today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Once more, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Adam, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? <laughs> yep. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? 
again, I, I don't mean to be a dead horse with this, but the biggest thing that was holding me back was this lifelong fear of what people would think. And, and I thought, um, you know, it was that it was a combination of being afraid of what people would think and also just not believing that I could do it. You know, just thinking that's for people, that's for guys like John Lee Dumas. That's not for me. I don't have whatever magic he has. And, and, uh, and then I came to realize, uh, JLD doesn't have any magic. He just, uh, gets up every day and shows up and, that's what I wasn't doing. I was just too afraid of what people would think to uh, risk it and jump into the water. And uh, yeah, that's the biggest thing that's held me back my whole life. Well, someone that both you and I respect and have had on each other's shows, Seth Godin. You know, he puts this so eloquently into me. Like when I needed this quote, like it came. And, and it's something that he repeats and I'm glad he does because it's so valuable. And that's just, this might not work. Yeah. Like, this might not work. And you know how he says it and how he writes it? You know that that's okay, that it might not work. And I knew for a fact that Entrepreneur on Fire might not work. I was told by Cliff Ravenscraft and Jamie Tardy that it wouldn't work. And so I knew that if they were saying it wouldn't work, that it might not work. But I also knew that it might work. And I think if we as, you know, entrepreneurs and the listeners today, Fire Nation, really just say that to ourselves, you know, hey, this might not work. Like, take some pressure off yourself because it's okay if it doesn't, but it's unbelievable if it does. Well, the great thing about it is if you know that it might not work, I mean, that's, that, that is uh, mind-bogglingly good news. That, that, that is yeah. a great reason you should do it. Why? Because if you do it and it doesn't work, you've, you've eliminated you know, you've eliminated one of the one of the forks in the road. You know, there's so many forks in the road. Why not just go ahead and start eliminating them? You know, I mean, you might as well, instead of sitting there trying to figure out which one will work, just start going down those paths. And when it doesn't work, go to the next one. And then the next one, you're going to get there a lot faster than if you sit there and try to figure out which one of these doors is the one that has success behind it eliminates the forks fire nation and adam what's the best advice you've ever received i don't know who this quote is um it's if you look it up on wikipedia like there's it's attributed to many different people so you know a lot of people different people said it but uh the version i have is attributed to william faulkner and he said i only write when i'm inspired fortunately i am inspired at nine o'clock every morning and uh you know what that it kind of meant to me was that inspiration, passion, those things are things that come out of action that, that are the result of doing something. They're not the prerequisites of doing something. And I spent so much of my life uh, trying to find the thing I'm passionate about when what I should have been doing was trying things. And that is actually what results in passion. So I, you know, it wasn't direct advice to me, but it's it's probably one of the things that's been most influential to me. Love that. What's a personal habit that you do have that you believe contributes to your success? I think um, I'm a really curious person and I love uh, to learn new things. And I, I've learned how to uh, uh, teach myself. Uh, and so in some ways that can be an hindrance, a hindrance when you really need to focus. But in other ways, it, it's it's a really great asset because I know that no matter where I find myself in life, 
I'll be able to figure out some way to make it work because I know how to teach myself things and I'm really interested in learning new things. So that's been super helpful as an entrepreneur because sometimes you hit situations where, you know, this isn't working, you know, or whatever. You find yourself in a situation where you weren't prepared. But um, if, if you know how to if you know how to teach yourself and how to learn and you're curious, then you can figure out how to how to make an income from just about anything, I believe. And that's why I love the skill sets that entrepreneurs acquire over the years of just working. You become essentially a Swiss army knife and you can be adaptable to whatever changes in the economy. I mean, you know, for lack of a better word, you're basically a cockroach. Like you're going to survive Armageddon. That's just going to (laughs) happen because you know how to make it happen. Adam, you have some internet resources that you use. I particularly love Calendly that you uh, use to (laughs) You stole it. That was my answer. I'm going to put you on your feet then. So what resource besides Calendly, which is a great scheduling tool of Fire Nation, can you share with our listeners? Well, Calendly was going to be my answer because it has been the number one thing that has just completely transformed my life in the last six months since I started using it um, because it makes it so easy to, as a podcaster, to schedule things, schedule meetings and stuff. Um, but other than that, um, oh, what's what's something else that I really depend on? Um Oh man. Um, I, uh, yeah, you, you stole it, man. I'm going to have to stick with Calendly because like it, it is just, uh, it is completely, there's other ones like schedule once, but you know, as a freelancer, I spent six years with the back and forth of trying to schedule meetings with clients. And then as a podcaster, trying to schedule times to record and with a tool like Calendly or schedule once, I just get to send people a link and say, click this link. And you can pick any time that works for you and it automatically integrates with my calendar and only shows them times that are available. Like it is eliminated so much email back and forth. And I think I've had people on my show like Seth Godin primarily because they didn't have to go through. They knew that they weren't going to have to go through the 10 emails back and forth to pick a time. They just had a link they could click, pick it. It goes on my calendar. I'm done. You know, I know you already mentioned that, but it's it is by far of recent years like the most valuable tool that I have discovered. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? I'm going to cheat since I'm a podcaster. Um, can I recommend a podcast? Sure. <laughs> um, we've talked about Seth Godin, but he has a show called uh, Startup School, and it's it's 15 episodes long. And, um, it's, it's, uh, it's not constantly updated like a typical podcast. It's just 15 episodes, but, um, I go back and listen, re-listen to that all the time because there's so many valuable things in there. And, um, part two of this answer is an actual book, which is also by Seth Godin called The Dip, because the reason I love that book is anything you want to do, no matter how passionate you are about it. Um, at some point there's going to be a dip and it's going to feel like a job and it's going to suck and you're going to want to quit. And that's what I've spent 30 years doing is quitting when I hit that dip. And so this little 80 page book called the dip along with his podcast called startup school have really helped me, um, uh, start sticking to things and seeing, seeing them through the difficult parts. 
Love it. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. I also recommend this podcast as well. Startup School is great. But I've also teamed up with Audible. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book for free at eofirebook.com. And Adam, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but <laughs> it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You know, I would do exactly what I've spent the last um, four or five months doing, uh, which is uh, start building an audience and creating an online course, but I would do it differently than I have. And obviously in this lightning round, I don't have time to tell you how I do differently, but I would just say that I just wrote a guest post that was published on the Sparkline blog, which is, um, uh, if you just go to fizzle.co slash Sparkline, it's an amazing blog. And my article was, um, how not to launch a product, 10 things I wish I had done differently. And, um, Great 10 things. I, I would do exactly what I've done. I would just go about it a little bit differently. And it, I think, you know, those 10 things will save anyone who hasn't done this um, a lot of time. Rockin'. Well, we'll link that up in the show notes, Fire Nation. And Adam, let's end today on Fire Brother with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. I think my uh, piece of advice would be to uh, do, uh, first of all, take the time, however long it takes, to really be self-aware, really examine yourself and figure out what it is you really want to do, not what people have told you in school that you want to do or what you think that you should do because that's what you have some skills in, but what you really want to do and then... uh pursue that because we are blessed to live in an age where people can do pretty much anything they want to do. And, um, I just know that I'm 35 and I would have been doing this 15 years ago if I had just believed that I could do it. And for whatever reason, I didn't believe I could do it. And it took me 15 years to get to the point where I did believe it. And now I'm doing it. So whatever it is that you really want to do, um, do it. Just go after it and, and, and do it. And I don't think you'll regret it. And uh, I don't remember what the second part of the question was. <laughs> How can we contact you, brother? Oh, I am uh, avclark.com. And uh, my course is uh, irresistiblepodcasting.com. But I'm pretty much avclark all over the internet, on Twitter, everywhere. It's just avclark. Awesome. Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Adam C. and JLD today. So keep up the heat <laughs> and head over to eofire.com. Type Adam in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've talked about today. The links, the books, the resources, irresistiblepodcast.com. Go directly there. Check it out. avclark.com. Great site. Check it out. Subscribe to The Gently Mad. And Adam, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. 
With 15 videos in 15 days, I'll have you podcasting like a pro. Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite.